All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Precision Rifle Channel podcast. I am here with a very good friend of mine, Mr. Matt Hornback. Matt, how are you today, sir? Awesome, man. Glad to be on and talk with my good buddy, Travis. It's always a good time. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So for everybody that isn't familiar with who you are, Matt, um, can you give us a quick rundown of who you are, what you do, and your involvement with the Precision Rifle community? Well, I've uh, been involved a uh, couple companies now with the NRL. It's been a ton of fun the last couple of years. Shot my first NRL match the opening season at uh, JC Steel there. That was uh, that was kind of my uh, groundbreaking moment in, in the rifle life and uh, had a lot of fun. Uh, a few years back, got to go to Army Sniper School, had a ton of fun there, met a lot of cool guys, caught the bug, and uh, really just want to be involved as much as I can, travel and shoot rifles. So currently I'm the PR manager for Modular Driven Technologies. Um, I, I sure we're going to touch. I'm sure we're going to touch on that a bunch today. Oh, but, yeah. uh, but man, I'm uh, still currently serving in the Army National Guard for Nevada. Uh, shoot a whole lot, uh, trains people, and, and have a lot of fun with that. Nice, nice. So, JC Steele, you shot your first match, got your cherry popped with the NRL, and you've been hooked ever since. Since that time frame, that's been what like two years now. What? have you seen change in the evolution of the game or the sport since then? So it, it's kind of funny. So my exposure to it, you know, was basically um, at the start was just fundamentals, you know, trying to approach everything from fundamentally and then learning the, the, the tips and tricks of the trade from all the experienced guys that have been around a long time. Um, and then just seeing the, the, the sport kind of progress as far as gear and approaches to things and really kind of refining it. Uh, there's some people that are still kind of against it, the evolution of things, that's fine. It's, it's your take on it. But uh, it, it's been fun to watch the gear and the, the methods progress. Um, and and it's, it, the whole industry has supported it very, very well. It's been fun to see that grow. And it's that evolution of gear that has actually kind of shaped your career path as well because not too long ago you were with a different company and, and now um, in the past three or four months, uh, maybe a little bit longer, you just joined on with MDT, Modular Driven Technologies. Tell us what all that's about, what you're doing there, how that's working, the whole nine. Right, so I had an amazing opportunity to join the, uh, the guys over at MDT. They're very, very open and progressive company. Uh, kind of fit my, my ideals um, and where I wanted to go. And they're just awesome to work with, a bunch of just amazing guys. Some of the smartest guys have been, ever been around, very passionate about what they do. Um, and showing the product, um, you know, 10 years ago, MBT was, you know, just getting started and no one knew, really knew where they were. And now they're kind of, kind of coming a household name is in the rifle world, whether it be, you know, recreational shooting, mass shooting, uh, even the hunting venue now. So it's, it's been really fun now that I get to be a part of the, the growth of that company and, uh, making, making products that shooters actually like enjoy using and recommend to other people. And it's, it's a ton of fun to watch. Nice. So, like you said, MDT has been around for quite a while, and MDT was actually one of the first chassis systems. I bought the LSS chassis system right. way back when, like, I don't know, five, six years ago, something like that. Um, and that was actually one of my first chassis I had ever bought. Um, small little thing, just basically a, a lower that your rifle bed into or that your rifle uh, locked into, rather. Um, and that was a ton of fun. But since then... MDT has come a long way. I mean, you're offering a lot of different platforms. So can you give us a quick rundown on something like entry level that people can get started with in the precision rifle game all the way up to your new flagship chassis? Yes, of course. So I, I want to touch on so the first chassis that we ever released was the TAC-21. And that's actually still one of the better selling chassis that we've offered. Um, many people know that. Um, that chassis just from the looks of it it's been around for a long time it's proven it's an awesome setup um and then off of that obviously we have the lss uh which is, is just turning as gen 2 and then we also have the lss xl gen 2 with a longer forend uh, we have the lss rimfire we have the hs3 which has been a staple design of ours for a long time um and like i said the tac 2021 we have the es the ess and also the acc which is our new one um, and then many people in the NRL have seen that ACC. Um, and then we also launched a brand new line called the Oryx. Um, and you'll be seeing those on price tables as well as the Howell Oryx. Uh, they've been 
been uh, been seeing those pop up quite a bit. Um, and then also some competitors, like I said, have pulled those off the price tables. That's an awesome entry level. Um, Three ninety nine for that. You can get it on oryxchassis.com. It's a complete drop-in chassis system. A number of different inlets available for it. I actually saw one at the match in Idaho. I was stoked on that. I think I they shot in the, shot the squad next to us. Uh, that was that was pretty awesome. So seeing the different levels of our product at all these different matches is awesome because it really shows the versatility of product the product line itself. So for the precision rifle market for the precision rifle competitions, would you say that? It's the Oryx or the TAC-21, which, which comes first? Like if you were to, to say, hey, this is where you want to start off and build your rifle. So, you know, it's just, it's kind of one of those things with gear. Everyone has their opinion on, uh, you know, on their flavor. But if me personally, I really like that uh, Oryx system because of its simplicity. It's literally two action screws drops right into a number of different inlets, like TKT-3, Room to 700, uh, Savage 10s. Ruger American, the Howler short action. Um, so there's a bunch of different inlets. Like I said, uh, very budget friendly, and it's a plug and play system. It's really easy to uh, build up and go. Uh, the the next one I would say is pretty good for a beginner would be the LSS XL Gen 2. Gives you lots of versatility, different bloodstock options, okay. longer forend. You can you can use our Arca rails form if you want to run Arca. Just an awesome awesome thing. And then also. Um, speaking of new products, we have that new line also, I'm pretty sure we'll touch on later, the, the Sky Pods as well. So we had a lot of it, interesting, exciting things going on last year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was um, – actually, let's talk about the Sky Pod real quick since you brought it up. You guys, like, broke the internet when you announced the acquisition of Sky Pods, and everyone's super excited because, you know, Sky's been doing a phenomenal job with the – production and the manufacturing of it and he spent a long time developing that bipod system but now that it's a part of the mdt family what does that mean for skypod to the consumer so i do yeah i do want to touch on too that sky thomas is also an amazing guy like he's just such a nice guy and we're kind of working him to death right now to get those bipods out he, he did a phenomenal job with the design and manufacture of that and then really the results of that thing speak for itself because i love mine um, actually did a review on it and then MBT acquired them and it's been, it's been awesome. So what it means for the shooter is more availability on it. Uh, we're going to do, we have some, some ideas kicking around for some modifications and stuff and different versions of it. So the, it'll be coming out in time. Um, obviously it's too early to really release details and all that, but, uh, we're looking at some different stuff. Um, I mean, a couple of different versions that are friendly to different, different aspects. So, uh, really, it means expanding on that design and that idea is, is is what it means to the shooter. Okay, so one of the biggest problems that people have had with the SkyPod is availability. Is, you know, hey, I want it, but, you know, I go in and I place my order, but it's going to take, you know, X amount of weeks or whatever it is to get it. Are lead times going to be cutting down now that MDT is involved, or is it still going to be a while until you guys catch up with back orders or whatever it is? So we're catching up on back orders right now. We're getting steady shipments from Sky. Um, we're also working on expanding um, the production of those. So with the MDT acquisition also comes our capabilities of production and design and delivering products. So that's all going to increase. Uh, wait times are going to go down. You'll start seeing these more and more and more. I get hit up before every match if I have one or two uh, to bring along to sell. And I'm, I'm sorry, I just have mine for right now. But uh, <laughs> that's going to get a lot, a lot better. So I even know of one trailer in particular that's going to have a couple for sale here pretty soon. I heard that. I heard that rumor. <laughs> All right. So Skypods are going to be available shortly to the general public without a huge you know, backlog. Um, a specific trailer uh, traveling throughout different matches in the West and Central are going to be carrying the Skypods as well as some other MDT products. Um but let's jump back into the chassis. So we discussed the Oryx a little bit. Now, the big thing that has really, really made a, a mark this year, 2019, is your new uh, chassis, the new ACC. Yeah, so the the ACC chassis has made waves already. Uh, and to quote another unnamed shooter due to chassis manufacturer conflicts, I really want to shoot that. It has everything I absolutely ever wanted in chassis. And I think that speaks volumes um, because – you get these other guys looking at your setup, and they're just like, can I play with that? I was like, yeah, man, let's pick it up. It's not taboo. I'm like, well, this weight system is really awesome. 
you know, it's kind of cool. You can bounce the rifle and make it, you know, your own. I'm like, yep, that's why exactly why I love it. I can adjust pretty much anything I want to. So the way I've got mine set up, I've, I run a can most of the time, but it runs about 23, 24 pounds. Um, I got the almost full weight kit, internal and external. I've got the rear weight. I've got the thing balanced like crazy so I can throw it on anything with a game changer and it, it just balances and, and it's awesome. So it allows me to be more fundamentally sound because I'm not having to fight a rifle. So it, it's just a super solid setup. It shoots amazing. The inlets are awesome. Um, it does everything I want to and more. Uh, 19 inch end with Arca built in. Uh, it's just, it's uncanny how well that thing is designed and made. So for everybody that hasn't had the chance to take a look or hold the ACC, let's break it down to them from the bare bones. So we have a completely modular chassis that has current inlets for what the 700 short action. What else? Yeah. So currently we have the 700 short action. We have the how short action. That's what I've been shooting for the longest time. Right. Um, so we got the Remington 700 long action with a 3.850 mags. So if you're wanting an ELR build, uh, some Savage short action, Tika T3, and Defiance. And then we're also working on a special inlet for the ultimatum actions. So you've got tons and tons of, of options. ability, yeah, options and ability to run uh, different chassis and stuff. So I've got a couple built up different actions that I've been running. So it's it's been stellar. And I like it. I building up rimfires and stuff with them now, which is awesome seeing voodoos dropped into ACCs. Guys oh, yeah. are, are having fun. And it's not about a recoil thing, obviously, with rimfires. It's about a balance thing and, and having a rifle that, that feels the same going from one rifle to the next, whether it be a rimfire, long action, short action. So it's, uh, it's, it's a stellar design. Um, one update that we did currently for the ACC is we're doing a shorter length of pull buttstock. Uh, okay. It'll be about 13, 13 and a quarter. So the new revision of that is going to be a little bit shorter. Uh, instead of 13.87, it's going to be 13.25 because um, that was a request we had from a bunch of different shooters. Uh, we've got some other projects in the works as far as the chassis goes for accessories. But right now, it's just it's been proven. I've seen a number of them at the last couple matches, um, you know, not sponsored shooters that are running these and, and buying them. And I get I get pictures sent to me all the time, uh, Facebook messages, Instagram stuff tagged. And it, it's it's awesome to see the growth of it because it, it's really something the shooters ask for and they're, they're loving to run. Nice. So we could tell you're obviously very excited and passionate about this chassis, but what, okay, let's break it down again, like I said. So we know what actions it fits. What does the chassis weigh completely bare bones? No weight kit, no, um, no scope, no action. If, if you were to ship it off to me, what's the shipping weight of just, just the chassis? So, so without any of the weights, you're looking at about six pounds, so 5.9 pounds, but fully loaded, 12.3 pounds. So you're doubling the, the weight. You're over right. doubling the weight with the weight system, internal and external weights. Right. The, the internal weights are hidden in the forend, um, and every weight and hardware weighs about seven ounces. So you can pick and choose what you want to do with the balance and as far as the weight. So like I've been running uh, on my 6x47, I've been running all the internals and three externals per side. So six externals. So like I said, it's, it's weighing quite a bit. Um, and then, you know, it'll accommodate a, a non-contoured barrel, an, an unturned blank, an inch and a quarter blank. So you can really weigh the thing down if you want or run it as light as you want. Um, so yeah, six to six to, to 12 pounds is quite a, quite a range to run to really range. play with that thing. Right. Then there's also the weight that goes into the skeletonized buttstock. Right, and that that it, that will act like a counterbalance. So the the skeleton buttstock obviously has its own um, weight to it, and then you can add that little buttstock weight and also a bag rider. So you can add a little bit more weight to the back end and really help it. Um, I I run the rear weight and the bag rider on mine, um, and it, like I said, I just basically leave that back end the same and then tune the front of it to find my balance where I want the balance point to be on like a, um, you know, a barricade um, and then figure out how I like it. And then I leave the weights. Nice. Now, another great feature that was introduced when you guys launched the ACC was a new MDT vertical grip. That's right. Adjustable. And so, yes. So one thing that has been realized in precision shooting is that length um, basically it's not a wrist length, it's not stock, but that the, the length from the trigger shoe to the grip 
Um, not everyone's hand is the same size length. So you can tune that grip, slide it forward and backwards on the little inner skeleton. Basically, think of it as three pieces plus hardware. So you have an inner skeleton, two shells, and everything tightens together with hardware. And you can set the length so you can really define that 90-degree trigger trigger pull from your, your trigger finger. So you can get it um, as forward or as far back as you want. Um, and, and it's awesome because you can really fine-tune that rifle. So basically what we have is, you know, with, with the, the adjustable stock, the weights, and the adjustable vertical grip, we have pretty much the most adaptable, adjustable rifle chassis available. It totally sounds like it. I mean, what else could you possibly add to this to make it more modular? So, to, you know, I mean, it's, it's completely crazy. It's awesome. You'll see, you'll see. There's like I said, there's some other things that, that are being, you know, kicked around. So you, you will see some other options down the road. So uh, we're working on improving things and taking feedback and working with it. That's one thing that MDT has done very well over the years is, is uh, you know, kind of listening to shooters, taking that feedback and, and, um, and as constructive criticism and really working on new projects. So we got some, we got some cool things in the works, um, some things that people are, are really going to enjoy. Um, and, and just uh, having fun with the whole thing and shooting and, and loving it. Um, nice. One thing I do want to touch on is the weights, the M-Lock weights. We've had a bunch of requests. And I just want to clear the air on this. The M-Lock weights are capable of being run on any M-Lock forend. So if you want to put them on a gas gun um, to really balance a gas gun, get get weight to, to the center of that, or another rifle chassis that has M-Lock slots, you can buy the MDT external weights and use them. They're, they're not ACC-specific. You know, and that's actually a great point because I believe it was just yesterday, the day before, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Sawtooth Rifles just came out with an inlet for the J. Allen chassis so that you can mount your weight system to it. Correct. Um, and that's due to, to, to people asking for it. So everyone's seeing kind of the, where the weight's going. There's a couple of chassis companies that have, have done stuff with in, internal external weights and they see that like, eh, this is kind of the trend. This is how this is going to go. So we offer those weight kits on the website, MDG, mdttac.com, and you can, you can pick them up. Uh, they're coming sets of two, so you can fine-tune your rifle, even if it's not an MDT chassis. Nice. So if we look at the history of Precision Rifle, a couple of years ago, the trend was lightweight. Everything's got to be super light. Carbon fiber chassis, carbon fiber barrels, losing weight on anything that you can. I mean, it was like slim, fast, central, right? Now, we've gone the complete opposite where we're trying to add more weight to the rifles. And the majority of this reason uh, behind this, if I'm not mistaken, correct me, is to help obviously balance, which we've been talking about, but also to help, uh, help mitigate recoil and also help um, keep an eye on your impacts and view your shots. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. So one thing that has helped me a ton uh, this last year is being able to spot trace in my impacts, every single impact. I need to see exactly where that bullet's landing to either do the same thing over again or make a correction and hit where I want to hit. So, and spotting trace has been amazing. Um, you know, even on some of the, just the prone stages, I'll run the Armageddon rail changer on the rifle, adds another five pounds to it and run a rear bag. And I can spot pretty much half to two thirds of my trace you know, it's what I perceive, but I can spot most of my trace and the impact on every round I send a little six mil. So it's, it's the weight is your friend. Um, people pick up my rifle like, oh, it's too heavy. Well, that's may, maybe too heavy for you. That's fine. But this is what I like running. Um, you know, and, and people, some people are against it. That's fine. But the goal here is to hit targets. This is what helps me hit targets. So this is what I'm going to use. And it's helping quite a few people because if you look at the MDT official team, you have a a stacked team. I mean, you've yes. got some heavy hitters uh, out there in the professional or the precision rifle community that are running the MDT chassis now. Yep, and we got we got we got heavy hitters on both sides of the country, um, and we've got um, you know obviously the East Coast is doing their thing. PRS, um, we got Buck driving the MDT van around. We got Hunter, uh, you know those guys making a great impact for us on the East Coast, and we've got our 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 team shooters on the West coast doing their, doing their work. Um, and we have some notable names on there. Like you said, I won't go into details and name them all, but man, yeah, you, you got it. And we've got some very influential people in, in precision rifles. So it's amazing to be able to talk to these dudes, uh, hang out with them in matches and just be, you know, part of the family. Nice. So 
basically 2019, the year of MDT, is you launch a new chassis that is taking the internet by storm. It's, it's at every single match. Um, you guys are an official side match sponsor for the National Rifle League. So if you've never had the opportunity to shoot this platform, uh, they can do that at an NRL match. Yeah, so let's let's get into that real quick because I that's something I did want to touch on because uh, it's been uh, it's been some work to get it going, obviously. Yes. But uh, you'll see we got a couple ACCs built up with Ultimatum Actions. Um, those rifles have uh, Vortex was was awesome. Gave us some uh, Razor HDs to throw on there. So we've got uh, some awesome built six uh, five Creedmoors, um, you know, sl- slinging around. So the side match stage, anybody at sign up date can come shoot the side matches. So the 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 matches that I've been to, I've been running them, having a ton of fun, getting product in people's hands. So for those that don't know what a side match is or never seen one or never hung out on sign and day, I don't know why you wouldn't. Um, so we have, uh, we'll have a, a stage with a tank trap. You have a target about three to 400 yards, uh, three to four MOA. You're going to get six rounds. It's going to be using uh, the uh, Warhorse bags that were custom made for NRL. Those things are awesome. Um, you'll be able to use that bag and shoot two rounds per position at a target. So the winner is the one that scores the most points in the least amount of time, and they will win half off an ACC chassis. Nice. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the fastest time to clean the course of fire uh, with all six shots and, and make the run for it is like under 40 seconds. Yeah, so... Yeah, there's been some good ones. Uh, I did it. So last time after after everyone was said and done, I jumped on it and I did it in 29:15. Okay, my you time. don't count, bro. But no, I do not. <laughs> I do not. So I just want to let everyone know that it can be done in under 30 seconds. But I got to watch everybody all day, so I had a beat on it. Um, but clean, I've seen it done. 34:52 would have been the fastest I've seen it done. And there were some there were some people on track to get it sub 30. But uh, they end up throwing around for whatever reason. But uh, yeah, it's it's been fun to watch. That's awesome. I mean, six, six shots, three different positions, in under thirty seconds by any standard is a challenge. But to be doing it with a new, you know, a new system, you know, new action probably people haven't had a lot of time with because it's not their rifle and right. your your chassis. That's phenomenal. Yeah. So um, you know, some people. You know, they like running eight ounce triggers. I can tell you these are going to be about pound and a half. They're trigger techs. They're set up for general use. It's not your scope. It's not your rifle, but I will promise you it's an awesome setup and it will hit the target. I'll, I'll prove it any match that I need to. Um, but yeah, it's it's super fun. And uh, we get some pictures and done some video and stuff. And man, it's, it's just a lot of fun. Uh, we really appreciate everybody coming out and do that, doing that side match and getting hands on product, giving us some feedback. So, um, and we hope to keep doing it every year. So nice. And so that's good. That- Side challenge is going to be at every single match this year, correct? Yes, sir. Perfect. Perfect. Now, MDT, you got the side match, you got the, the ACC, you've got the new Skypod, you've got a ton of new things happening, and you keep alluding to things that are still coming. Are these things that we're going to see in the 2019 season, or is it something that we're going to have to wait till 2020? Nah, there's some cool stuff that's coming out. Uh, one that's already been brought up a bunch and it's been on forums is the, uh, the six BR magazines. So, um, and I had a couple there at the last match. I, I'm sure you saw them. A couple yes, of people sir. were asking me to see them and stuff. So, um, we we have some six BR magazines that are in development. Uh, they are AIS, our AICS pattern. They're, um, double stack, single feed, 12 rounds, and they'll be retailing for about 90 bucks. Uh, official press release should be going out here in a little bit, but it's going to be awesome. Had a ton of requests for those. So now we have a one stop solution for a 12-round ASCS 6BR mag, so it'll feed all your BR variants and everything. Um, no need to modify anything. Um, doesn't require an AW cut or anything like that. So uh, we'll look forward to seeing those here, the production ones, very soon. So, And I look forward to building a, a 6BR myself. Nice. It's interesting because when you watch the way that MDT performs is, you know, you guys listen to the consumer. You listen to what's needed, and you guys – act very quickly. I mean, you guys are able to turn products around, it seems like, in a very short amount of time in comparison to some other companies out there. Um, with that growth 
and with the popularity of MDT this year, um, is MDT going to continue to operate and stay in Canada or is a new office being opened up here stateside? Nope, it's still going to be, um, you know, the bulk of everything is going to be out of uh, Chilliwack, British Columbia. Um, and it is it is gorgeous up there. I, I really like going to work up there because it's, uh, it's super pretty. But uh, no, we have a small shipping warehouse in Washington that's shipping a lot of U.S. product. So um, it's just going to stay stay the course for that for the time being until some monumental change happens, I guess. I don't know. I don't get to make those decisions. <laughs> I just get to spread the good word, you know. Well, I just wasn't sure. I was trying to poke poke at you and see if we could find <laughs> out if I mean, there's a lot of you know a lot of guys down here in the lower fifty that are working and a part of the MDT family now. So I wasn't sure if maybe they were going to open up a facility out here to uh, to plant some permanent roots or not. Not not yet. I don't I don't have any details on that, unfortunately. But but uh, you know, hopefully someday. You know, growth is always good. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So. We've talked about MDT. We've talked about um, all the new things that's being offered there. What else in this season have you seen that is just totally like, oh, my God, that's an epiphany type moment? Or, oh, my God, I can't wait for this to happen for Precision Rifle. You know, I, I, one thing I have to touch on this year that I've already seen an awesome change um, and not saying that, that anything was bad per se, but the evolution of the matches themselves and the match directors and the effort that people are putting into this is just uncanny. Every match that I've gone to has just been just an extraordinary, extraordinary amount of effort. Uh, the stages are getting a lot more diverse, better. People are putting more effort in. Sponsors are coming forward and doing a lot more, saying, what can I do instead of this is what we want. Um, so I, that whole thing with the energy that everyone is putting into it right now is awesome. It is. So I, I, I appreciate it greatly as, um, you know, as, as a manufacturer representative is also a shooter. Um, you know, like say for example, Arizona, which it didn't actually seem like that match was going to happen due to the weather, but it did. And when you have someone like beard driving his big old deuce and a half down to ferry people across a river, like that speaks <laughs> volumes, you know, cause he just, it was just something he offered up. So uh, it's pretty cool, uh, you know, and that's just a, that's just a small, a, a small uh, a portion of, of the thing, the awesome things I've seen, and the awesome things I've seen from competitors. Uh, so it's it's just amazing that I think that is the true progression of the sport right there. You know, I, I couldn't agree with you more. The community this year has really come together, um, and the the sport is just growing. You know exponentially i i don't know exactly how to scale this but you know last year in the nrl there was roughly 230 240 um active competitors in the sport uh prs i think they had like 500 something you know they're a bigger organization um this year in 2019 the nrl right now as we sit we have over 520 some uh, paid memberships this year. And I would imagine the PRS is growing as well. I don't have privilege to those numbers. I don't know what they are. But the sport in its, in and of itself is just blooming overnight. And it it's something that I'm very excited about. But it's also kind of scary coming from a organization standpoint just for the fact that you know, where is this growth going to take us? Because we've never, in the precision rifle community, have never seen growth like we have in the past year and a half. Does that something, as a manufacturer standpoint, as a sponsor standpoint, as a competitive shooter standpoint, what do you think of the growth of the sport right now? So, the, the people are awesome. The sponsors are awesome. I was involved in some other organizations, other shooting um, genres, if you will, that suffered a boom. Um, and it was because the, their, their bubble burst because I believe they wanted too much out of it for themselves. Um, and as long as, as the sport stays genuine, the people stay genuine, um, everyone keeps wanting to contribute, I, I think this has a lot of legs to go. Um, and, and people talk about the boom and stuff right now. I, I don't think we're at the boom per se. 
I think we're just enjoying the growth and enjoying getting new people into it and everything like that. And and I think it's it's got a long time. The sport is hard. The sport is. is very hard. It is very challenging. I shoot a number, a number, a number of disciplines of things, and I've competed in a lot of different events. And I got to tell you, this is the most challenging. I, I you know, people want to talk about how hard pistols are and, and all that, but uh, three gun, shotguns, and stuff. Yeah, it's all difficult. But I, I got to tell you, there's so much to this. Um, and that's I think it's, it deters a lot of a lot of newcomers. But you know, there's there's the veterans around that'll that'll uh, you know that that mentor me that uh, got me going and, and made things simpler. So um, as long as, as the competitors and sponsors and match organizers stay the course and are focused on growth, and, and this thing's got, got legs for, for years. So um, I'm not scared per se. I just would like everyone just to keep it positive and keep it moving. That's it. You know, that's all you can ask for. And, you know, when from an organizational standpoint, when I say it's scary, it's – to me, I look at everything like a supply and demand, right? So the more shooters that come into the sport, the more that they're going to want to participate in matches, whether it's a one-day, a two-day, a club match, whatever it is. If you don't have enough matches to fulfill that demand from the shooter, then shooters start getting uneasy, so to speak. Um, and they start going out there and matches you know, become harder and harder and harder to get into. And that can cause frustration in and of itself. So, you know, a question to you is, is it more important for the sport to have good quality matches or have matches every weekend just to fill that demand? What do you think is more important? I, so I don't want to be too generic here, but I think there definitely needs to be a balance of the two. So, um, and, and I, I, I kind of want to break this down from an experienced shooter and a new shooter, right? So having those matches that aren't super difficult, um, that, are, are, that aren't, don't fill up in five minutes is awesome because it gives a way for a new shooter to get involved and get their feet wet and really get rolling. So having a bunch of matches isn't really a detriment as long as they're being filled and people are enjoying them and, and, and doing that. Right now, um, I could go shoot every single weekend if I wanted to. Um, within you know 10 hours drive from, from Reno, Nevada, where I, where I live. Um, there's so many good matches around that I can, I, I can pick and choose. So um, I, do, I do like being home sometimes. Uh, <laughs> I do like weekends, uh, but I love shooting more. So it, it just uh, it's, it's fulfilling my needs and wants right now. Uh, quality matches, as long as the match directors, um, they, they take the input from the shooters involved, uh, really work on bettering their matches, providing something new every time. So matches just don't shooters don't come to the match and just shoot the same stages over and over and over again every right. month or year after year, providing different things. It's up a little bit. I think that's amazing. And I got to tell you, that's why I look for the JC Steel because Jake does a good job mixing it up. Even though where we shoot the same, we get the helicopter, but we're not doing the same thing in the helicopter. Right. We're doing different things. The You're stages, the layout. Yeah. All right. I'm 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 excited about the helicopter thing because yep. it's uh it's stuck in my mind since day one. So but that was one of the coolest things to go do at a rifle match. It was it was insanely fun. But things like that, you know, uh, kind of going on the limb. These match directors offering up lunch and sponsors take care of lunch and stuff. It's amazing. Takes some of the burden off the shooters. Um, the barbecue and 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 tacos and and whatever at the the award ceremony is amazing. So doing little things like that kind of kind of livens it up. Having you know uh, photography and video available, it, just so people can remember how much fun they had and, and post them on social media and stuff is amazing. All the work that Contingency X does for NRL is just stellar. I know I use the media from that. So doing things like that and giving back um, it really um, expands the quality of a match because now it's not just about shooting it. It's it's a little longer lasting than that. So there's little things that match, match directors can do and shooters can do to contribute. So it's, it's awesome. And now I see other shooters recording other shooters on stages, yep. taking cell phone photos and sharing it. I, I know I bring my camera, my cell phone along every match. And I, I try to share as much as I can with other people. Um, so yeah, man. So quality quantity, there's a balance, but there's, there's things that competitors can do to aid that. So. Very cool. So we're going to put you on the spot here real quick. You've shot a ton of matches over the past couple of years. I mean, 
I can almost go to any match and, and for the most part, you're, you're right there with me, except for this month. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, you, you got other work responsibilities. Um, top three favorite matches of the past two years, three years, if you want to count the beginning of this year. You know what? I'm going to do a top three and I'm going to do a top one that I, that I didn't like. And I'll, I'll get into that because it wasn't the match's fault. All I'm right. gonna twist this a little bit. All right, number one, JC Steele for all the reasons we just talked about. Oh, which one? Which one? Year one, two. Ooh, I'm gonna go with year one because that one was special to me. All right. Year one, um, that was an amazing trip. The helicopter, um, uh, Caracal had demo guns there. Everything was awesome. Uh, being involved with that, uh, that was one of the best experiences. I shot pretty well, so that helped too. Um, my second favorite. And not because of where I placed, because of the, the, the experience that I had was at Butch's Oklahoma. And I was really bummed that that one was not on the menu this year. So um, maybe in the future, I don't know. I love that match because it was a one-bag match. And it taught me a lot about myself and my rifle. And yep. I can't thank Butch enough for that. And the fact that you weren't allowed to talk to other competitors about what was going on in the environment was stellar. Because then I had to be on my game and it was just an awesome time, and Butch knows how to put on a really good match. Yes, he does. Number three, uh, you know, it, it's this is a close tie for number three. Um, and and one is an NRL match, and one is a Guardian match, but they're at the same spot. That big Sandy <laughs> Range uh, NRL match is probably my number three, but I got to tell you that Garden the the, the Guardian, Guardian, yep, the Guardian match that we did down there was stellar. That was the first time I shot a Guardian match, and I had a fun with with the NRL family for sure down there. Um, so that was, that, an was, awesome that was awesome. We yeah. actually, I, I had the opportunity to shoot that match and that was a ton of fun and provided our schedules work. I'm going to be shooting that match again this year. Of course. Me too. I can't wait. Um, and, and, uh, MDT stepped up and, and, uh, we're sponsoring the guardian series as well. So I can't wait to be more involved in that. So, and, and this is kind of a side plug for guardian. If you guys have, haven't done a guardian match yet. I strongly, strongly recommend it. Uh, experience guys bring some extra rifles and, and bipods and mags and all that to help the newbies out. Um, so, so look forward to that. Now my least favorite match of the last couple of years, all right. because it kicked my ass and it was my fault because I was so unprepared was. Okay. So hold on. It wasn't, hold on, hold on. Before I think I cut you off. I don't think anybody heard you, but this had nothing to do with the match directors. It was just the experience no. you had. The experience I had, and it was due to myself, and I can't bestow these lessons on on, on uh, others enough. New Mexico match last year, I had an awesome time with some good friends down there, but that match kicked my ass, and it humbled me because I was not ready for that. It was Blue Steel, Ranch of the JP Ranch, and I was not ready for a match like that. I thought all I had to do was come and shoot targets, and boy, <laughs> was I wrong. I did not prepare myself. I did not have the right equipment, and I had to deal with problem self-induced problem after problem after problem of finding targets ranging them and hitting them and i think i hit i think i found half of the targets and i shot about a quarter of the target <laughs> so uh i, I want to say that's that's my least favorite one just because of me it had nothing to do with match direction the match the match and the, that range is amazing but i will tell you if you're going to go do any field matches like that you better be on on your game so that match uh, that year, that was actually our first year. That was Wes Rowland and Curtis Winter that that were the match directors, right? <coughs> Excuse me. And that match was completely different than any other NRL match that we had done or have done since then. And that was truly a field style match. Um, I'm not sure that the NRL is going to have the opportunity to do another match there or not. But if you guys want to check out that facility. Um, one of the other great organizations that the NRL supports is Competition Dynamics. And they hold matches, team matches there that are very similar to what Matt experienced. And even though, uh, you know, Matt wasn't prepared for that, that is probably one of the, the best team matches I have ever witnessed. And it's a ton of, fire, ton of fun and the Competition Dynamic guys are great. So maybe one day, Matt, you and I will team up if you can get away from Josh Clough, you and I will team up and, <laughs> and go shoot a competition dynamics match or something. Yeah, well, Clough's hard, a hard dude to get away from. He's, he's uh, That dude is a magnet, I tell you. 
Um, I've even got a nice boom shakalaka sticker taking up my whole back window right now. <laughs> Every time I look in the rearview mirror, I see Josh with boom shakalaka. So, yeah, man, I would absolutely love to shoot that match with you. Um, obviously, I have some some army commitments and stuff going on that, that are always pop up right during those matches for whatever reason. I'm never I'm never able to go shoot those matches, but I'd, I'd love to do that. Um, but I will tell you, the field matches are a totally different things. So I was used to shooting NRL matches, and then we get to a field match, and I got handled. So um, for you new shooters out there, kind of look at those videos and watch those videos that contingency experts out of those uh, of those matches and go through it and then prepare yourself. So, um, yeah, no, tons of fun. Uh, I love traveling and shooting and hanging out with everybody. Um, you know, Idaho was a ton of fun. Um, I had a good buddy, Ryan, from uh, from the UK join us. It was his first match ever, and he's running MDT ACC in 6.5, hit a ton of targets, had a ton of fun, taught us some cool drinking games. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, he was just a riot to be around, and he had the the American adventure. So um, I, I, I love having new shooters and bringing new people with me and, and teaching them, showing them the ropes. And uh, they, get, they get bit real hard. They get the bug. Ryan, Ryan was awesome. We had, I mean – let's just put it this way if you weren't there you missed out if you were there and you weren't at that table with us you still missed out next time ryan's in town make sure you're sitting down with him because it's a ton of fun yep finger spoof that was the name of the game (laughs) that was the name of the game that just totally wrecked our night in a good way i think that that game's going to show up uh, again oh absolutely absolutely i'm not going to let that one die that's going to yeah. that's going to come up next time we're together, uh, April May, right? In May we're going to see each other, I believe. Yep, I the next match I will be at, um, and I'll have some. Uh, I'm driving that match up there, JC Steel, like we keep talking about. But uh, I'll be running the side match up there. I'll have some product with me. Um, so any uh, looking forward to doing that match? I, I I'm looking forward to see. I'll be there all signing day on Friday, hanging out, running some demo, and, and having fun, hanging out with everybody. So please come see me. I'll have some MDT swag and stuff. Uh, on me also uh have some of the loophole family with me as well so every everything's good and on track for that one and then uh looking forward to dog valley as well cole puts on great matches so uh those are the next two i'm looking forward to yeah dog valley man we just opened that up yesterday and it sold out by i think he opened it up at 6 p.m and it sold out at 1 a.m yeah so i I actually had people i had people calling me today uh, before this asking me about slots why they can't register and I said well I told a bunch of you that this was going to sell out super fast and you didn't you didn't pay attention so um, I guess wait list maybe I don't know I, 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 don't I know think Cole's going to do a wait list and he he says he might open it up uh, the wait list and, and put a, a couple more spots in there but you know match director's discretion we'll see what happens because I know there's still plenty of demand out there these matches are so good and word is getting out and you know if if any match opens up and you're remotely thinking about shooting it just sign up and go shoot it that's it don't don't wait because the, the match isn't going to wait for you it will so these things sell out too fast it will you know you um something that we talked about briefly here ryan being from england and, and whatnot um a lot of people may not be aware of this and i don't know if you're a part of this process or not or part of this project but mdt is also a a huge sponsor of nrl south africa so we wanted to say thank you for that as well oh yeah you know the going out in in different uh, venues has been amazing different countries we've got uh we've got another cool one the viking rifle series over norway that is just man i want to go shoot some of that like that those guys are Look that up if you don't know anything about it. Viking Rifle Series. It's uh, it's no joke. Uh, they stand by their name. They um, do. But the South Africa stuff, I'd love to go down and shoot a match. We got Peter Milan down there, and he's doing good stuff for us. So, um, yeah, the the international matches. I mean, you guys are just quickly becoming the IRL. Um, <laughs> so or you have the IRL baby. wing. Yeah. So it's cool to see it said. Uh, I, I I don't imagine that Australia is going to be that far behind. That's that's my next prediction. I don't think so either because Australia is already participating in the NRL 22, which I know you're right. a huge fan of as well. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I I love shooting NRL 22. I honestly have some days. I have a lot more fun shooting NRL 22 than I do the centerfire matches. Okay, let's um, be honest. Simply, 
shooting NRL 22 is always more fun than shooting NRL for the simple fact that you don't have to reload. Well, okay, yes, there's that. Uh, but finding my favorite flavors of rimfire ammunition now is becoming nearly impossible because everybody <laughs> else has figured out that uh, SK rifle and Center X and Midas Plus shoots really well. So um, thank you, everybody, for buying it all up. Um, but, you know, it, it's, uh, it's super fun. I love it. Um, we, as MGT, are actually going to have some more um, inlets coming out for rimfire stuff, so stay tuned. A lot of requests for, for ACCs done in different rimfires, so we're working on some stuff. Um, uh, yeah, so it's going to be good. Uh, NRL 22 is, is an amazing fun, and that's actually how I get a lot of shooters started in this, so they can learn the game. Um, they can learn... Um, you know, how to work a rifle scope because none of them have ever dialed a rifle scope before. Right. They just zero at some distance and that's what they do. So get them to build positions and, and have a lot of fun. And there's really no, you know, consequence for missing. You know, it's you're not at out a dollar plus a round. You're out a couple cents, you know, 30 cents, 20, 20 cents a round. So it's it's pretty cool. It is. It's, it's a ton of fun. And I know MDT, you just mentioned MDT is working on some new inlets for 22s. Um, and there is maybe a slight chance we might be able to see something at the NRL 22 championship in May, possibly, maybe. Yeah, I got to talk to some people about that. <laughs> so so uh, hopefully I will be able to make the NRL 22 championship, if not just to hang out, maybe, maybe help RO something. Um, but I, NL22 and rimfire is something I hold dear to my heart. Um, I shoot my rimfires as much as I possibly can. Um, I got the new T1X, and I also have my beloved Lithgow LA-101. That is just, um, I, I mean, I have yet to find another rimfire as accurate as that. So um, I know it's a bold statement, but I'll stand behind that. Um, but, yeah, hopefully I'll see everyone there on there end of May um, down in, in warm Vegas. So There you go. So – we're almost out of time here. Um, one of the questions, I don't know. So if you guys remember or not, Matt was actually, I think, like the very first episode or one of the very first episodes for the Precision Rifle Channel a year ago when we started this. Um, seems like a lifetime ago, but it was really not that long ago. And I don't think I started asking this question until a little bit later on. So I'm going to ask you now. I want you to name three things that you have to do or have to have with you before or during a match. And I don't want to hear a scope or a rifle or ammo. I don't want to hear any of the generic things that you should have on you anyways. I want to hear those superstitions or those awkward things that you have to have or do before you go compete in a match. All right, so... We have talked about this. I don't know if it was on the, uh, the podcast, or, but my ideas have changed. Now, growing up and playing sports, you always have your superstitions, things, rituals, and everything you have to do. Um, uh, rifle shooting is kind of the same way. So something I picked off of a fellow shooter named, uh, I believe his name is Nico Detour, something oh like that. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> no, nothing bad. Trust me. Um, but I have to have Swedish fish, number one. All right. I have to. So now, you just... help me with this. You've helped me with this personally. You've got me fish. And I whenever I have a bad stage or things aren't going particularly my way, um, I always eat Swedish fish and they help me hit more targets. And I tell people that and I share. I don't, you know, you can't hoard candy. You bring candy, you share. It's just like getting an MRE. You got to share that. That's not yours. That's everybody, everybody else's too. Yes, sir. So, um, gear. Gear changes for match. I, you know, I got the stuff that I love to use. I'm partial to my Armageddon gear bags and, you know, the scope stuff. I am compulsive. This is probably my number two. I am compulsive about scope dials, any of them, all of them. I double, triple, quadruple check scope dials, turrets, parallax, magnification, the um, the, the focus ring on my right. piece. Like, I am compulsive about it. So that's kind of like my 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 number two um my number three is i have to have it'll be in my bag at all times i don't even care if it's warm is a starbucks espresso mini shot thing yeah they're always there's one in my bag every match and halfway through the day i just i drink it i chug it get my caffeine fix and i'm back to it 
Um, so Swedish fish, I, I guess I'm kind of substance based on this top three, uh, Swedish fish, scope turrets and, uh, Starbucks double, double shot espresso can. There you go. So that explains why the half, the other half of the day of the match, the end, you're always shaking. Oh yeah. I'm jittery. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm happy. I'm just excited. Yeah, no, I, I'm kind of a, I like coffee and I like caffeine. So I, I just. I gotta have one. Uh, I, I make a point to stop and get a four pack throw it in the cooler of the truck, and then I have them. Uh, and I usually I'd share them if, if people want them to. So, um, so yeah, that's 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 my current top three. Nice, nice. And I do remember talking about this, but we were talking about this while sharing a cocktail in the cabin. I don't think it was on the podcast. Okay, yeah, yeah, that could have been. That was a very cold match. Uh, I think I still have a bruised shin from that one. Um, <laughs> Yeah, that's yes. that was uh, that was an experience and a half. Chaz, uh, Chaz, man, I I can't I can't applaud you enough, and I'm sorry I broke your target. <laughs> it happens. It happens. So, speaking, I I know we're almost out of time, but speaking of Chaz's match, that was the first match in NRL history to ever be done in the snow. If Chaz is going to do well, he is going to do a match again next year. But if he has the option to change the date or keep it during snow season, which would you prefer personally? So I'm okay with snow. I live in a, in a place that gets snow. What I wasn't prepared to deal with was the all day freezing rain. I think that was the part that got everybody and it just made the snow and ice that much worse. So Nebraska is so polar with weather. It's, it's hard to say. I mean, you put it in summer and it's 105 and, and dusty and, you know, so, man, that one's a tough one. I would probably put that one more towards April if I had to suggest <laughs> maybe make sure the ground is not frozen. I can deal with mud, too. I've played in the mud a lot. so. Oh, there's plenty of mud at that match. I washed half of it off my truck. Oh, yeah. And then last year, too, there was plenty of mud. So I can deal with that, man. The wind, not a big deal. But the, the rain on ice and snow, was that was a different experience. Um, so, yeah, that's that's my two cents. There you go. Well, you heard it here first, guys. So, Matt, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. I want to say thank you very much for taking the time out of your day to join us. It's truly been a pleasure. It's always a good time talking to you. I guess since I don't get to see you this month, at least we get to do uh, our little Skype video chat here uh, recording. And thank you again for everything that you guys do for the sport, not only as a sponsor, but as a competitor, a good friend of ours. Uh, truly appreciate you, bro. You too, man. And and thank you. And I can't thank you. Uh, you, Brittany, and Tyler, um, and Janae too. Of course, she's involved. Um, she is. For, for you know making me part of the family. I always feel like part of the family when we're around. And and I, I can't thank you guys enough. It makes you know traveling and you know being away from home that much easier. So I appreciate it. Um, and I look forward to seeing you guys very very soon. Absolutely, sir. We appreciate you. Take care. Until next time, you guys stay safe. Keep shooting, and we'll see you guys at the range.